This conversation from the Augusta Golf Show is brought to you by Gerald Jones Audi, online at AugustaAudi.com. Well, David Graham is a two-time major champion. He's a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame. I kind of like to think he's a friend. It's a pleasure to welcome David Graham back to the Augusta Golf Show. Hello, David. Good morning, John. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, I want to talk about Jack, your buddy, turning 80 years old. Uh, do Do you remember when you met Jack? Do you remember the first time you met Jack? (laughs) <laughs> well, I first, I think my memory serves me correctly. It was at the Australian Open, I think in maybe 1973 uh, in Hobart, Tasmania, uh, when he came down there. Lord only knows how long it took him to get there in those days. Hmm. And um, he uh, very politely asked me to play nine holes with him because he'd not seen the golf course before. So. I'm pretty sure that was our first meeting. Um, it may have been earlier than that because I had started playing the tour over here in 72. So uh, it may have been earlier, but, I'm, but that's the first recollection of it that I can come up with. You played a practice round. Do you have any recollection of the first time you were paired with him <laughs> in, a, in a tournament? Um, no, I played with him now. I think maybe the first time I played with him in the tournament, that's that's a good question. Maybe the Byron Nelson would have been a possibility. Hmm. Um, I didn't play with him. He didn't play in the World Cup. He had finished playing in the World Cup when I was starting to play. And the World Cup kind of went downhill a little bit, so they had eventually had trouble getting players to play in that tournament. Um, I know I played a lot of practice rounds with him at Augusta after I'd moved to the United States, uh, he very, very kindly would take me to Augusta the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday the week prior to the Masters so he could play the course and do all of his preparation and everything before they let the let the patrons in. So, And then he would we would fly back to Florida and then come back uh, the Tuesday of the tournament. So I, I did that on several occasions with him, which was obviously a a great thrill. It was it was an amazing learning experience to see, while eventually becoming a six-time Masters champion, to just see how he managed the course and how he prepared for the tournament and everything. It was uh, it was really a great experience for a young player like myself. I think it really showed me what skill level was required to win major championships. Certainly not eighteen majors like he did, but certainly a couple which I was blessed to do as you say that I remember watching you play I I always thought of you as being very focused and and very stoic as as you played but if you played in a major championship with Jack did you ever find yourself watching his game Uh, well absolutely no question I you'd be wrong if you said you didn't I mean he would you know, he would always be last to hit. I mean, he'd outdrive you by 10, 15, 20, 30 yards sometimes. Mm. Uh, you know, and you were watching, you know, you were watching the best player in the world play golf, as Bobby Jones said, uh, at a time uh, where he played a game that we were completely unfamiliar with. And he would just overpower a golf course. He'd outthink you. He'd, he'd never hit really bad shots and 
hit on the wrong side. His his, his ability to tack uh, around the golf course was phenomenal to avoid making any major mistakes. But yeah, of course you watched him. It was it was to be inside the ropes and being paired with Nicholas. Uh, you know, I I remember playing with him at the Masters. I think we were either in the second or third last group uh, at Augusta, and I remember uh, coming off the 11th green and starting to walk up the hill, and Jack was about two steps in front of me, and I thought, you know, I think I'd better stop. I'd better lay back. This is nothing to do with me. Uh, I, my wife was in the gallery. I think she was the one clapping for me. I couldn't really tell, but, <laughs> but um, you know, it was it was fabulous to stay... 15 yards behind him and just look at the reaction that people had when he walked on the tee. We're talking with uh, David Graham here on the Augusta Golf Show. So uh, with that friendship and with that history with Jack, you won the memorial. You had to be kind of proud about that. I I was very proud of it. I that's I think one of my uh one of my highest accomplishments to be honest with you. In fact, uh, I'm a member at Muirfield. Um, maybe not a, a good member because I don't go back and play as much as I should or I don't support the club as a member like I should. But um, yeah, Jack made me a member in 1976, I believe. I was one of the first uh, people that Jack had made member. And um, yeah, to turn around and win that championship, my... I distinctly remember making that putt on the last hole uh, against Tom Watson, and uh, I birdied the last hole. And um, I think it was the fifth year that they had played the Memorial Tournament. So, yeah, I, I look back and I I think that winning that tournament on a course that Jack built was uh, an incredible accomplishment for me. Speaking of things that Jack built, and I and I don't think I knew this until I saw this earlier this week in some of the, the articles about Jack turning 80, that, right. that, that you and Jack worked together with McGregor designing golf clubs. Yeah. Well, we, we did, actually, and that came about uh, uh, quite casually because I was with him and he had this one particular set of clubs that he had the same drive, he had the same three wood, he had the same set of irons. About the only club that he would change with any consistency was his sandwich because he was not considered a good bunker player and he wanted to get a sandwich that he felt like worked better for him. So he would change that periodically, never change the George Lopater except when he won in 86 where mm-hmm. he used that uh, massive big head that they had developed. But uh, it came about because I asked him out of curiosity, did he have a spare set of clubs? And his reply was, no, I don't. Uh, McGregor hasn't been able to build me a set that have the same sound and same feel. And I said, well, that's a little bit risky, isn't it, for you to not have a, a backup set? We all had backup sets. Um, you know, in those days we used to travel on the airlines with our name plastered all over our golf bag. You know, mm-hmm. that, in hindsight, that was a little bit stupid. And um, so I said, well, you know, can I do a little bit of research and see if I can come up with some answers? And he said, oh, I'd love for you. He said, can I get you to, you know, represent McGregor and play our equipment? And 
and uh, introduce it to some people up there in Albany, Georgia, and and let's see if we can't solve the problem. So that's how it really all started. So we spent, um, I don't know, I think about six years doing that, and in that process, uh, we we made the Jack Nicholas Limited Edition. We made a new version of the Jack Nicholas VIP Iron. Uh, we made the Limited Edition, which was a great club, which turned out to be the clubs that he used to win uh, the '86 Masters. So it it was a lengthy process to to do that, but that was a lot of fun. And Jack was. Right in the middle of the mix, he wanted to know everything. He wanted all the I's dotted, all the T's crossed, and he wanted to know everything that we were doing, uh, and he was very, very much involved in that process. Did you ever get him a backup set? Oh, sure, yes. Okay. <laughs> actually, uh, we, did be- we did better than that, actually. We, we, we finally built a set that he felt that he could play with, and a set that he did use, and he did win with it. So it was kind of mission accomplished. What's What's the best thing about having a friendship with Jack? Well i i often uh, I often think that I I in hindsight made a mistake uh, because he and I were very close, uh, and I think we would have remained very very good friends. Uh, but we had a child that had special needs, mm-hmm. and uh, he could not be mainstreamed in a quote-unquote regular school. And the best facility for him uh, that through the research that my wife did was uh, in Dallas, Texas. It was a school called Shelton School. And um, we decided to move to Dallas to um, put our son in that particular school. Uh, and I think uh, I think that kind of may have hurt Jack a little bit because I think he had, you know, really extended an arm for me. Uh, but it was something that I had to do. Sure. Um, and so I think we've kind of drifted apart a little bit. We we don't see each other other as much as we used to. So that makes a big difference. But but you know you did the right thing. Oh, I, I definitely did the right thing. Yes, yeah. I mean, you would do you do what you have to do for your children. You don't have a choice. He is uh, David Graham again, two time major champion, member of the World Golf Hall of Fame, and he is incredibly gracious when I pick up the phone and ask him to do this. He says yes. Uh, thank you for saying yes this time, David. I deeply appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure, John. I'll see you in April.